Well, good morning, High Life. Uh, welcome to our service. Uh, thanks for joining us. Let, let's have a word of prayer before we get into the word. Uh, Father, we're so thankful for um, the communion of the body, the fellowship of the body with you and with one another. We thank you for the opportunity we have to get into your word again this morning. Uh, we thank you for your presence uh, because it is bread that you break, that we eat, that causes our eyes to open. So we sit around your table, um, exalted Lord, and we, we look into your eyes and we, we feed from you. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds um, from your very mouth. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for being here to open our eyes, to light our candle and enlighten our darkness. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for your enablement in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Well, what an exciting journey um, we've been on uh, for the last uh, 18 months. Uh, we've been on a journey of discovery as the Lord has helped rip apart old wineskins in preparation uh, for a download of new wine. I believe it's only as the old is shown for its deficiency that we truly begin to reach out to the Lord um, for the new and, 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 there, and thereby receive uh, fresh wine uh, from the Lord. And he's, also, he's always said that um, new wine has to be put in new wine skins. You know, at the beginning of 2023, uh, the Lord gave us a word and he said, this is the year um, for grace to build. This is the year where we would have grace to build. And I believe that that grace has already been in manifestation. I mean, right from the beginning of the year, the Lord in his grace, first and foremost, has been removing uh, veils from our eyes, bringing us into increased revelation of the realities of his kingdom. Revelation always makes us aware of true reality or the true state of things. And, and through revelation, we're then ushered into new experiences, which would bring permanent transformation into our lives. And it is only from that transformed place um, that we can build the structures that heaven intends for us to build now and always. So uh, the grace is already in manifestation. It begins by bringing us into an awareness of reality, bringing us into new experiences uh, so that we, we see ourselves differently. You know, at Perusia, um, we examined the dominion mandate uh, with new sight. Embracing the understanding of our cherubic mandate to terraform the cosmos from the Edenic dimension will shatter any illusion that we may have had that, you know, the best we can expect from our lives is to live well on earth and go to heaven. Um, with the understanding that that cherubic function that we have, that oversight function um, of being extenders of the light of God, first in this age and ultimately the cosmos as co-regents with the morning star, the Christ. That understanding places us in the center of the affairs of heaven 
and the universe. And that illumination, that understanding has implications. Because if this is the reality, if the dominion mandate uh, for humanity yeah, is to terraform the cosmos from a place and a state and a dimension of Eden and to administrate the affairs of, of, of kingdom operations in this age and ultimately the cosmos, if that is the reality, and it is, where can... What, where can this new wine be contained? Uh, what can contain this new wine? Yeah, For this new wine to be contained, a fresh framework of understanding must be built concerning who we are, our relation to God, and all creation before these truths can have powerful expression through our lives. Central to building this new framework or this new wineskin um, for the new wine that is being outpoured is understanding redemption and the new creation. Uh, and that will be the focus of our series, which we're, I'm starting today, which is, is titled The Anatomy and Operations of the New Creation. Okay. Um, this material, as with other material is primarily for meditation. And, and as we say in our community for ascension. Okay, so don't rush to have a discussion. As we receive this material in, in your house churches and at different points you pause, I, I, I'd like us to, to have times of meditation and ascension uh, and then uh, have times of discussion and interaction. So let's turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, we're going to read two verses from there, 16 to 17. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Paul says, so then from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one. But no longer do we see him with limited human insight. Okay? We have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward experiences. Okay? To evaluate means to form an idea, to make an assessment. Evaluation requires a measurement. It leads to a conclusion, a resolution, which is ultimately a confirmed picture in your heart about the value of a thing. Now, Paul says we no longer evaluate based on external parameters because he says if, if we evaluate that way, it will be very wrong. Okay, um, it says we have a new means of evaluation. We will no longer evaluate based on limited human insights. This new evaluation is how we must make our assessments and reach conclusions about ourselves. Okay, now 
he was speaking in this context about evaluating people. Um, and, and I think that instead of thinking about others, let's think about ourselves. We, as we are receiving truth, we must shift the basis of our evaluation. How are you evaluating yourself? How are you seeing yourself? Because if you are looking at yourself from a human viewpoint, you will be wrong. Okay. Um, so now our basis of evaluation has to be the revelation light that we're getting. And of course, Paul con continues in verse 17. It says, now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is new and fresh or fresh and new. Okay. So as we, as we build this new wineskin, our basis of evaluation of ourselves is no longer from a human viewpoint. What do I mean by human viewpoint? Um, it's no longer about your age. It's no longer about your marital or educational status. It's no longer about uh, based on how Others honor or dishonor, regard or disregard. It is no longer based on how many followers you have on Instagram or how many people like your comments or, or comment on your, on your thoughts. Okay. It is no longer based on where you are considered to be eligible to sit when you come into a place where there is... Um, uh, meritocracy of sorts. You, you no longer you must no longer evaluate yourself from a human viewpoint. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Now, this is meditation material. Everything regarding the old order. Now, the Passion Translation reference says the old order includes our old identity, our life of sin, the power of Satan, the religious works of trying to please God, our old relationship with the world, our old mindsets. We are not reformed or simply refurbished. We are, we are made completely new by our union with Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a lot in there that we can unpack. But it's saying that everything concerning our old life has come to an end. And in Christ, we are an entirely new creation. So what is this new creation? How do I engage with this new creation? What are the attributes of this new creation? Uh, these are things that we must investigate. But... We begin by receiving a command to no longer evaluate ourselves from a human viewpoint. Okay. Um, let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, 20 as we unpack this. But keep in your mind the fact that the old order is gone. Everything concerning the old is gone. In 1 Corinthians 15, 20, it says, But the truth is, Christ is risen from the dead as a first fruit 
of a great resurrection harvest of those who have died. For since death came through one man, Adam, it is fitting that the resurrection of the dead has also come through one man, Christ. Even as all who are in Adam die, so also all who are in Christ will be made alive, each one in his proper order, Christ the first fruits that belong uh, that than those who belong to Christ in his presence. It says, in Adam all die. Through the resurrection of Christ, there was an end to the old order. And in Christ is a new order, a new creation. You see, when we evaluate ourselves, as we do it accurately, we'll be evaluating ourselves in this new order called Christ, not in reference to the old order in Adam. Now, what is the old order in Adam? You see, everything we consider to be the human race was not God's plan. The operation of humanity from, um, from recorded history all of that is not, was not God's plan. Yeah, What we call the human race is actually, more accurately, the operations of the fallen man. The, the, the things that the fallen man got, in, got involved with, um, the, any kind of development, the greatest development that we have credited ourselves are still within the operational dimensions of the fallen man, okay? Um, so as we're evaluating ourselves, we, 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 we must not evaluate ourselves by the tenets of what we even call the human race. Um, the in Christ creature or the new creation, was so is so different from what we have experienced even in the dealings of God with man that when the Lord started revealing um, his mystery to the prophets uh, they were greatly intrigued by it because he was talking about things that they couldn't relate to so, for instance, in Jeremiah, if you look at Jeremiah 31, 33, it says, and I read, I read the New Living Translation, it says, but this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Now, the old order is an order where you are given instructions and your acceptance is based on your obedience to those instructions, okay? Um, that was the order. That was the, the, the basis for righteousness and justice. But, but the Lord said, in this new order, I'm going to put my laws in their hearts 
And what that means is that I'm going to create them with my nature. So they don't need that any man should teach them anything. That doesn't mean that we don't need apostle pastors, uh, um, um, prophets, and teachers. Um, but this new creation is going to come already with the laws embedded on the inside. That's a, that's a phenomenal shift. Okay? And that is why the reference earlier where uh, in 2 Corinthians 5.17 where it says the old order is gone and the TPT um, reference there talked about the old order being our old identity, our old life of sin, the power of Satan, the religious works of trying to please God. If you come created with his nature, you no longer need to try to please him. Because pleasing him is a natural consequence of who you are. Okay? And Paul, remember, said we must no longer evaluate ourselves from a human viewpoint. Our basis of evaluation, our assessment of our value, must be based on our embracing this understanding. And this understanding, as we are unpacking it, begins by understanding that the old order is gone. You came into Christ. And as you came into Christ, the old order died in Adam. You came into Christ with new life. And the operation of the new life is such that you come pre-designed with the very nature of God. You don't no longer need to try to please God because by nature you are pleasing to him. In 1 Peter 1, talking again about how radically different it was, uh, this new order, this new wine that the Lord was revealing to his prophets, in 1 Peter 1.10, I read the Passion, it says the salvation, or it says this salvation was the focus of the prophets who prophesied of this outpouring of grace that was destined for you. They made a careful search and investigation of the meaning of their God-given prophecies as they probed into the mysteries of who would fulfill them and the time period when it will take place. The spirit of the anointed one was in them. I was pointing prophetically to the prophets, to the sufferings that Christ was destined to suffer and the glories that will be released afterward. God revealed to the prophets that their ministry was not for their own benefit, but, at, but yours. And now you have heard these things from the evangelists who preached the gospel to you through the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. The gospel containing wonderful mysteries that even the angels long to get a glimpse of. So what God has done was hidden and was a mystery that he was unfolding to the prophets 
It's a dimension of life, a dimension of intimacy, a newness of operation that has not been um, has not been revealed or manifested or experienced before. Okay, even the angels who have from before the creation of man have been in existence. The Bible says, long to get a glimpse of it. Okay. Um, and it, 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 it was something that needed to be probed. But he said that the Lord was pointing prophetically to the sufferings of Christ. Because through the sufferings of Christ, a new way was going to be opened and the new creation was going to be birthed. <clears throat> so what is this new life of Christ that we must evaluate ourselves by and operate in? What is this new life of Christ? In 1 Corinthians 15, 45, um, the Passion says, For it is written, the first man, Adam, was a living soul. The last Adam uh, became the life-given spirit. Okay? The last Adam became the life-given spirit. Now, this last Adam, of course, is the Lord Jesus Christ. As the last Adam, he ended the first Adam's race. Because Adam speaks about being a progenitor of a new race. And he began a new species of humans who are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and carry the life of Christ within them. Now, what is, as we begin to look at the nature of, of the new creation that you and I are and evaluate ourselves by it. We're going to be taking some verses that I want us to meditate on and, and begin to, to evaluate ourselves from that perspective. Today I want us to look at second um, at Ephesians 2 verse 10. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, it says, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece. Everyone say, I'm God's masterpiece. And I'm created in Christ Jesus. The pastor puts it this way. He says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Christ, the anointed one. Even before we're born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we will do to, to, to fulfill it. It says we are his masterpiece. A masterpiece is the best that an artist could make. It cannot be improved upon. It cannot be bettered. It says, you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. Now, as you meditate on this, imagine a potter molden of these 
out of clay. He might decide he wants to make a cup. He might decide he wants to make a mug. He might decide he wants to make a vase. But one thing is common for all the utensils and tools that are made um, from that mold. All of them are going to be made of clay. They may look different. They may be designed for different function. But they are all going to be made from that clay. It says you are the masterpiece of God created in Christ Jesus. So as you meditate on that, imagine that the clay is Christ. And from Christ you have been molded. And that is why you are already pleasing to the Lord. That is why you cannot be improved upon. That is why you already have a nature um, that is right and pleasing. If you look at Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 24, the New Living Translation says that put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Put on your new nature, created to be like God. The Passion puts it this way. It says, and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness okay you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness so by creation you are created from christ you are created from christ and therefore you are perfectly righteous you are perfectly distinct. You are perfectly pure. There is no attribute of Christ that is not in you. Because that is your nature. And that is why you are a new species of being that has never existed before. You are not a species that needs to be trained to know what is right um, you already have the nature of rightness within you you don't have to try to please god you are already pleasing to him let me end with ephesians chapter one ephesians chapter one verse three i read from the passion it says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all because he sees you wrapped into Christ. That is why we celebrate him with all our hearts, okay? The Father sees reality. The reality is that you and I are wrapped in Christ because 
we came out of Christ and therefore everything about us, everything about the new creation is Christ. So the father lavishes everything that he has on us, just like he would lavish on Christ. The father loves us just as he loves Christ. There is nothing the father has that he doesn't share with the son. There is nothing the son has that he doesn't share with us because we are one family, because we have the same nature. As we, to, to walk in the authority of the new creation, to walk in the power of the new creation, uh, to transcend and traverse dimensions as the new creation, as Christ does, we must begin by embracing, meditating, um, immersing, ascending into these truths um, so that we can create the right wineskin for the new wine to come through. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure you're going to have great times of meditation and discussion. God bless you.